You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the program. It is a beautiful Wednesday, isn't it? Wednesday morning? Wednesday. January 27th. Woo-hoo. We're on the 18th day of our 21 days of seeking. So glad you could come along on the journey this morning as we get into the Word of God. That's what we're on. We're on a mission from God. We're not the Blues Brothers, but we are brothers. In Christ, I'm here with David Gammon, and we're going to get into the Word. We're, well, that's what we do on Morning Breath. We read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time with the Lord in that chapter, and then we come down to the studio here at the Merritt Island campus at East Coast Christian Center. Come on. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. Today, we're in Matthew 18, and Pastor Dave will tell you how to get on board. So we want you to jump into everything we're doing with Morning Breath. A great way is to go to our that's website. Go to our website, and you'll be able to find the morning breath icon there. So I got a picture of Pastor Dan, a little, a little black Uh-oh. button there. And there we go. Boom. I'll take, I'll take care of you. Another great way for anything East Coast, including morning breath, oh, come on. that is get the app. Get our app. You'll be able to see the weekend worship experience, be able to connect to uh, our online services, yep. events that we have coming yep. up, small groups that we've got going on, yep. and really anything that we're, we're doing yep. inside of the community as well. So a great thing is the app. Another way is just call the church at 452 We'll be able to email you out some of the information. But we also highly utilize social media. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Follow us on those platforms, and you will. we regularly post things that are going on, encouraging, uplifting, inspiring things. We uh, we have a midday prayer moment of encouragement, and it's incredible. So that's the way you jump in to Morning Breath and East Coast Christian Center. So jump wow. in. Wow. Very good. Good to have you guys on board. And we hope you, you do— uh, Get in there and read your Bible every day. I know there's a lot of ways to get into the Word today, and the Bible app is so valuable. One of the ways I use the Bible app with Morning Breath is uh, I, I have a bowl of cereal every morning, and so as I'm doing my Cheerios, um, I'm sitting there at the table eating it. I will put on the Bible app on that chapter, you know, hit the play button, listen to it maybe in the English Standard Version and the NIV, and listen to it in a couple of versions or New American Standard. I can't remember... Uh, which other one I have that, you know, will play it. The two guys read totally different. They sound like they're from different eras and different planets. Mm-hmm. One one person who reads the ES uh, English Standard Version, they're, they're real dramatic, and they change voices when Jesus talks or, like, somebody talks, and every once in a while, like, a little Weasley person will talk, <laughs> like Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus, and, and then they'll talk like that. So that's kind of entertaining. But it's one of the ways I use it with morning breath. And, That's awesome. You know, get the word into into my life in that way. So by the time I get to sit down, I've already heard the chapter usually a couple times anyway. Mm-hmm. It takes a, about two run-throughs on most chapters to get through my cereal. Right. Then I'm up and running and in the car. But anyway, those are some of the ways you can use some of the great tools that are out there with morning breath. And uh, it's a great tool. So uh, really not many announcements other than if you haven't got on board with the time of seeking, jump on now. Come on. You know, you can always go back to day one, uh, you know, and, and stay with us, or you can start today, day one. Mm-hmm. Get the devotion. It's a great devotion. has some great information in there, uh, great uh, stuff for you. Anyway, so we're going to read chapter 18. I'm going to read New King James. What are you going to read? I'm going to read New King James Oh, as well. wow. Look at that. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are 35 verses. Hmm, that's 17 and a half, isn't it? Let's do it. I'll read through... 18, I think I'm going to read because it's just the way it's laid out there. I'm going to read through 18. 
All right, you then. T- pick it up at 19. I'll pick it up at 19. Let's pa- do it. Pastor Ann, I say to you, read, sir. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him and set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of offenses, for offenses must come, but woe to that man by whom offenses come. If your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off. Cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life lame or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into the everlasting fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell's fire. Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven... Their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is straying? And if he should find it, assuredly I say to you, he rejoices over that sheep more than, excuse me, uh, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. Mm. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you've gained your brother. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle the accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, His master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children all that he had and that payments be made. The servants therefore fell the servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, I will pay you all. Then the master of the servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii and laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe me. So his fellow servant fell down on his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So his fellow servants saw what he had, what had been done. They were very grieved and came and told the master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. 
Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him into the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Amen. Ooh. <laughs> How much is a talent versus of, denarii of gold worth? I'm thinking a lot versus denarii. There are so many awesome Jesus moments in this chapter yeah. that Hallmark yeah. will never use for something yeah. to go up in a house or for a card. I think so. <laughs> Man, I love this. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. So uh, just sh- shout something out. Cool. I, I there's actually something that's been on my heart inside this chapter that I've actually been in my quiet time and through my just you know meditating on the word, just using spiritual words to sound more spiritual. Um, is this whole scene that Jesus has with the child, and it's like people are very um super in love with the love of God and they forget the king and father side of God to where he sits this child in my mind on his mm. lap and points out to anybody and says, if you hurt one of these, you're going to you're gonna have a bad day when we meet, all right? And we have to remember that as Christians is that we have a, a call to justice to protect the defenseless, to stand up for what's right, and that, yes, Jesus went to the cross for all men to receive salvation, and he has love for all men, and he wants to see all men get into heaven. By all no means is that a justification for anything to happen to, to harm a child, and that goes from sex trafficking or to even oh, allow yeah, children to be taught um, they can pick their own gender to allowing a false uh, to uh, allowing a lie to be taught to our children in the name of trying to sound smart or intelligent are so open minded um, that we remain silent because we feel like we're going to encroach on the love of God in somebody's life. I actually feel there's a deeper love that says, no, we're going to stand up for what's right and for what the word of God says, because our children's future is on the line. Woo, man, I, that's absolutely true. You know, when I read, it says that a talent of gold is 60 pounds, 66 pounds, nine ounces. Wow. This guy owed him 10,000 talents, <laughs> 10,000 times 66 pounds. That's like 3 billion but in my mind, it's like a poor guy is yeah. before like a, a middle class guy. That's right. How, like how do you ever get? Guys. Yeah. How do you ever get in such debt? Well, the truth is, it's trying to show the debt that's unpayable mm. that uh. we have, and then he compares it with uh, this one, the next guy who comes in owing him a uh, hundred denarii, which is like ten dollars. Mm. And so, uh, just having that heart. So, in both cases, I think that care or concern about someone who's in, in a child's case, vulnerable. Wow. Or in this case, you know, in debt, uh, and, he, and, and he's vulnerable, and, he, and it does even affect children again because mm-hmm. it says here that he threw him into prison. Yeah. And that would mean his wife and kids had no way to work or, you know, get money. And in that day and age, there was no uh, Social Security or anything like that. So, again, even that verse has, uh, you know, the care for children in it as well. And, you know, part of, uh, part of all this uh, picture that you've got here, like you said, is not, never going to be on a, on a Hallmark card on the mm-hmm. inside of it because it's hard. Some of it's hard, even the part where it talks about getting, getting it right with a sinning brother. You know, it's a lot easier just to walk away from it, uh, give up on it, uh, quit seeing them, 
you know, stop, uh, stop the relationship. Um, I know in my life there have been times when, when that was the, I would have rather done that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd rather just, you know, give up on them. And again, they're one of God's little children. Come on. And so when you look at it that way, there's even, you know, a reference to, to the little one, the hurt one, the weak one, the broken one. And if somebody's in sin, they're, they're, they're weakened again. So we got somebody in debt. We got a small, vulnerable child. We've got someone trapped in, a, in an offense, you know, that's, that's hurting people. And uh, it, it's, it would be challenge, it's challenging in all these, all these areas. It's telling you to be careful because uh, it starts out by saying become a little child. Mm. And then one of the ways that you need to be careful is all people who are in that sort of childlike condition or vulnerable condition, mm-hmm. you need to care for them and take, take care of them. And that chapter is pretty, pretty consistent in all the things it goes through. Uh, about that, except for the parts where it says, woe unto you mm-hmm. if you're hurting one of these people, mm-hmm. if you're not taking care of them. And this comes back to, you know, Christianity. A lot of people have accused uh, parts of Christianity to be, you know, uh, name it, claim it, or wealth-oriented Christians. And I, I have to admit that I grew up in the word of faith. Um, some of the people that got me started in the Bible were uh, some great men of God that I thought, you know, faith men of God and Hagens and Copelands and, you know, Jerry Savells and, and uh, you know, I read and devoured all that stuff. But I never once from any of that ever got the impression that all that God wanted to do and bless me in my life was just for me mm-hmm. so that I could have this house or this car or this thing in my life. I, I felt like God wanted me to become influential money gives you influence. Um, it gives you power. What are you going to use that for? You're going to use it to help people, you know, being one of the top givers in your church, uh, so that you can give to all the different things that come up that need help, whether, you know, the Maasai girls, that's one of the things we do in our church is we help girls that instead of going into sexual mutilation and bondage, marrying a a 60-year-old man at 14, uh, we get them in school and get them uh, educated, and, and we've had several become nurses and, and working in the medical field and all sorts of things now. I believe 30 this last year, uh, wow. Maasai girls, were helped and gotten into, into school and education and out of that uh, sort of, a, you know, just a, a terrible uh, manipulating uh, culture. Uh, we don't want them out of the Maasai culture. We just want them out of that broken, manipulating part. We, I'll, I'll never believe as missionaries we're called to go and get people out of their culture and get them into our culture. But when you know areas of our culture are broken, we don't want people pushed into that. Mm-hmm. And everybody's culture's got brokenness in it because all of sin and fallen short of the glory of God. And so, you know, even in that area where you think about God— I believe he does want to really bless you and, and, and do th- great things in your life. But why? So that we can help people, love people, uh, care for people. And that's what a little child is like. It's amazing how little children are with money. <clears throat> and I know that when they get a little bit bigger, they can get a little bit, you know, tight-fisted and, you know, get a little money-hungry and, you know, start quoting, oh, I got this much money or I got that much money. <laughs> but, you know, I remember when one of my kids was little and we, were, we had some missionary— 
a, a group from Mexico that were orphans, and they were singing, going around the country singing. And and we sat down with uh, w- it was Matt, and sat down with Matt. And said, "What what do you think you should give towards these missionary kids?" He'd watched them sing and all that, and um, he said, "Well, you know, I, I have a I have a I, I have some money." And he went and got, and he had two banks. They're really just two jars. One jar was, you know, a smaller jar, like a small, not like a jelly jar. And the other one was like a, you know, a pickle jar, big jar. And they're both full. And uh, I said, well, he says, I want to give him, I want to give him my change. I said, and I said, which one would you like to give him? I thought, Mm -hmm. you know, the big one or the little one. I had this hope, you know, that he'd pick the big one and Mm -hmm. he'd be generous. And he said, well, both. Mm -hmm. And even in my wildest desires, in my mind, I didn't dream he'd say both. Right. But that's how little children think, man. Little children, you know, unencumbered by the control of money. And uh, I think that's how God wants us to be with what we have. Um, And, you know, that's with your toy, with your gold, or with anything in your life. And then he goes on to say, I'm really concerned about the vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you need to have the thoughts of a child towards the vulnerable. You know, be uninhibited, be forgiving, be innocent, be dependent, you know, on God, all those things that little children mm-hmm. are. Anyway, I've rambled a little bit. No, Go ahead, I love brother. it because that's exactly what online is what I was thinking of. Like, if Jesus actually comes in and he's speaking to a crowd, but he's actually really talking, underlining about personal ownership here and every single um category that he's bringing up. It's like personal ownership. If you have a fence, you go to your brother, then to the church. And he, and he is really putting ownership on it. And while you're talking, it made me think I, you know, good parenting, bad parenting. I'm not sure how where this lands, but mm. I watch a lot of the Marvel movies with my kids sitting on my lap. I'm getting ready and, to call uh, <laughs> social services. <laughs> and so we're watching, uh, my seven-year-old and I, uh, Avery, are watching Captain America Civil War and the whole justice that uh, Captain America and Iron Man are at odds with each other in fighting. Yeah, yep. And so halfway And through, Captain America was right, by the way. And, and, is and that is that correct? Right? I believe so. I believe they both have points, but oh, yes. Oh, whatever. Um, but what my daughter <laughs> says was something I thought, like like how what Pastor Matt was saying, I thought it really kind of blew my mind, was she goes, Dad, why can't Iron Man, why do they have to fight? Why can't Iron Man and Captain America just talk this out? And I was like, well, they kind of tried. And she's like, no. She's like, they have all these superpowers, but they can't even just talk to each other. <laughs> and I was Good like, point. oh, man, cut to the heart. And that's so true when it comes to offense Ooh. in our brothers and our mm. sisters. Is you, We have all these other either as excuses or titles or reasons or justifications or however you want to look at it. But at the end of the day, man, you could clean up a lot of hurt in your life over a cup of coffee. Mm. All right. And, and it's just what Jesus is saying here. That there's personal ownership. You need to settle in your heart before your heavenly father that the Holy Spirit will go before you for reconciliation in this matter with that person. Come on. Or reconciliation with you in your heart Come on. on the matter. And he says, then you go to him. And you're like, well, if you're if you're a pessimistic mindset, a person, well, they're just going to reject me. Well, then go to the church. And that's actually what I wrote in here. Go to the church doesn't mean go to a congregation member. And it doesn't mean just go to somebody maybe you've seen once or twice on Sunday mornings. Go to pastoral leadership. Go to a trusted small group leader. Go to somebody who's established in the church and and uh, share your heart um, and share the scenario. 
but you don't forfeit your personal responsibility. It mm-hmm. is not your small group's leader to go talk to that person. It is not your pastor's job to go talk to that person. You have not neglected your – you have not handed over the responsibility. They will go with you now yeah. if it comes down yeah. to it. You know? you know, another thing that I would share in that that choice of who goes with you, and I think that's right on, Pastor David, home fellowship group leader, small group, cell group, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. pastoral staff um, – that that somebody who 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 is leading in the church and trusted is someone to go to you. But I also want to share that I would also pick because it says uh, pick two or three witnesses, mm-hmm. two or three people. So let's say I'm I'm offended at Nick. Nick's sitting over there running the board, which happens every day, by the way. Every <clears throat> day. Every day. Is there Wait, so... running the board or being offended? <laughs> They're running the board. Of oh, okay, course. Okay. I don't ever get offended. <laughs> Jeez, what are you kidding me? Um, but anyway, so uh, let's say I'm offended at. L- let me get this w- the way the scripture is. Nick is sinning against me. He's doing something against me on a regular basis. He's continuing, and it's still happening. So, I go to David and I go, Pastor David. Mm-hmm. I went to him. We had coffee. We, uh, we talked a couple times. We mm-hmm. can't get it worked out. What would you suggest we do? Can we go together? It also says two or three. So who would be the next person I would pick to go with me to talk to Nick? Now, human nature would say I'd find somebody else that knows me and likes me Mm -hmm. because I want to be supported. But I don't actually think that's the best biblical way to do it. I think the best person to pick and maybe go and talk to Nick right now, I would say Caitlin would Mm -hmm. be it. Caitlin is his fiance. Caitlin mm-hmm. has deep love for for Nick. She is connected to him. She cares about him uh, on all sorts of levels. And who better to help someone get out of their problem than somebody who they trust, mm-hmm. not somebody who I trust. And so I've always encouraged when it came to this point in a relationship is when there's a problem, don't get you a couple of warriors on your side and right. go in and attack the dude or the gal, but get some people that will be help bridge the gap. And if you truly are, I'm going to, I've got air quotes about this around this in the right. Mm-hmm. And they really are in the wrong and they're doing something wrong. Who are they more likely to hear? You know, somebody they know loves them. Or somebody they're not sure and think that, that and they think they're on your side already. So yeah, and what position <laughs> is you rolling up with your entourage going to yeah. put them in? Not a That's not right. a on not the a defensive. one. On, yeah, on the defense. They're going to be. De- and we had this actually happen um, where uh, a person said, "Well, I was going to go to you and Nancy about it, but we know you love that person a lot, so we decided not to." And I'm like, "Well, actually, that's more of the reason to come oh, to the, us." The, the, but what? Because, because we love them what? a lot and we love you a lot. And, so so what would you do? Go find somebody that. Hated them. <laughs> right? That's it's biblical. Like, like otherwise, <laughs> yeah. it's just high school again, and yeah, you know you're yeah. you're forming little cliques. Yeah, but, not good. Yeah, we're gonna take a break here in a second, guys, and we'll jump right back in. Yep, let's do it. You are listening to the Morning Breath podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, 
Coco and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Coca Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates, and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Final thoughts. We got about two and a half minutes, too, so I think we can get this all in. Here's the other side of it. What if you are the one who offended? What if you are the one somebody is coming to to have coffee with you to get it fixed? Um, it's It's hard. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I like doing it right. Mm-hmm. I, I like being successful at living a, a Christian life. I like living, you know, offense-free. And, of course, I think whoever it was, Lincoln or whoever, said you, need, you can please some of the people some of the time mm-hmm. or all the people some of the time, but you can't please all the people all the time. And I butchered that, but you get the point. Um, what if you're the one they come to? And I've got news for you. I, uh, I, I, I've talked enough in my lifetime, because that's kind of what I do for a living, mm-hmm. that I've had plenty of room to hurt, offend, uh, damage people through the years. I'll never forget, I was at a pastoral meeting, and we were meeting as pastors in the area, and it was a, it was, it was a cool time. And uh, this pastor came who was new to the group, and he'd not come before, and he pastored a 
pretty influential church. I'm not going to use any names of what, who these people were or anything. Pretty influential church. In fact, one of the most influential churches in the county. And uh, <clears throat> he came to our meeting. And he sat down. And we, we talked a little bit. And then one of the guys confronted him and said, uh, you know, somebody from my church went to your church and told you some things, and then I heard you talk about them on the radio. You didn't mention our name, and you didn't mention their name, but I knew who you were talking about. And uh, that wasn't correct, what they said and you said. And I, I just, you're wrong, man. And this guy said exactly this. He said, you know, I, I talk a lot, and I am so capable of doing stuff like that, and I'm sorry. I'm probably even capable of worse. Would you please forgive me? And he immediately took a humble approach mm-hmm. and was, wow. and he, the guy wasn't right the way he handled it and confronted him at all. It, it could have been handled so much better way, not in front of all these people and all these other pastors, but he handled it so humbly and with humility. It was impressive. Come on. So stay humble. Glory to God. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath Podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.